Hey everybody and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we're going to talk about how you can get a good deal on buying real estate. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. The podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hope you had a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, how's your week? I don't remember. <laughs> Do I always say that? Yeah. Um, uneventful. Yeah. Quiet, real estate wise. Yeah. Um, I think now is around the, the time it commonly starts slowing down for the season. Definitely. Um, but maybe it started a little bit earlier, for me at least. Yeah. Um, you know, we got the stats and we, we talked about those last week, which indicated kind of what I've been feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same. Just some really lethargic. Lethargic. That's yeah. a good way to put it. There's yeah. just not a lot happening. I don't know, there's no motivation. Yeah. Now, I think I said this last week, but I will say it again. I'm starting to see more people talk about prices going up in the new year if interest rates come down. And there seems to be a lot of people talking about interest rates coming down. I do hear that. That's true. And we know prices will go up if rates yeah. come down. It's inevitable. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of agents now. Agents are the ones who are saying, you know, buy now yeah. because they're going to go down and then there's going to be a frenzy. Right. Um, I'm really only hearing that from other agents. I've seen it in the news a couple of times now. So, and I, I mean, for what it's worth, I think that's totally true. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we've seen it repeatedly over and over again. Yeah. In our lives yeah. because the interest rates are low, things go crazy. Yeah, so it's just the if, if they're going to go down. If they're going to go down, that's the key. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, but right now it just feels a little bit slow, but it kind yeah. of will play into what we're going to talk about today is how you can get a good deal. On yeah, I mean, there are some places selling. There are, there some are people selling. buying. Smart people. Smart um, people. But yes. I don't think very many is what I think. No. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I might have mentioned this last week. I did another check today. We had about... Last week, there was about eight months supply of Toronto downtown condos on the market. Yeah. It looks like this week's about seven. Yeah. And that's largely because somebody came off the market and I anticipate yeah. they'll go back on the market yeah. in the new year. Yeah. I, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, you always ask me how my last week was and I yeah. never reciprocate. Oh. So, how was your last week? Also, kind of slowish. I think, you know, firmed up a sale, did some showings. I've got a commercial lease that's been haunting me for four months that's still hanging around um but by and large you know i feel like holiday mode yeah a little bit and it seems like everybody's in holiday mode yeah it seems that people are otherwise focused so yeah they're not um calling or they're not booking appointments to see places yeah, yeah. i need to think a bit about like swift kicking the ass or something like i feel like very i don't want to do anything <laughs> but if that's the way that things are sitting right now i mean there's nothing i mean i don't want to say take advantage of that but yeah. you know a, a swift kick for what purpose 
I don't know, to plan for next year. Yeah, well, that, you yeah, know. Yeah. I, I do, yeah. I mean, it is mm -hmm. good to kind of keep the momentum going, which we don't, which mm -hmm. I don't seem to have a lot of momentum at the moment, mm -hmm. so. Wow. Um, my cat's screaming. Hopefully, we all can hear that. Um, Doesn't matter if we can. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, great time. I didn't tell you this yet, but we had a really good uh, last month in terms of listeners to the podcast. So thank you, everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, we hope we've got the audio sorted out. If you tuned in last week, then this week... We've got uh, kind of a new, same setup, but like I've learned, I'm learning the equipment. So hopefully it sounds a lot better. And on top of that, we are obviously video recording it. So if you're only hearing this on audio and you're interested in watching it, it'll be up on YouTube. Right. And we have little clips that are showing on our other, uh, you know, channels. So on Instagram. But is the whole thing, the whole half hour, 40 minutes, whatever we talk, is that going on YouTube? If it hasn't been it will be yeah um i forgot to look to see is that our plan was. though that's our plan wow. that's our plan you so, lucky lucky people oh i know <laughs> dying to watch us talk um i think some people though maybe like i don't know i do this sometimes as i put it on and i'm doing stuff that's yeah. on my tv so yeah. maybe it depends on yeah yes the cat has the cat has joined us now it's all right um oh. so yeah so i think uh it's working though people seem to be interested in the in the Content, so we're happy with that. So thanks everyone for supporting us all this time. I think we're in our third year or something like that. Yeah. So I will say it now and I will say it at the end. Please rate us on your podcast app, whatever that is, Spotify or Apple. I, evidently, we get more people on Spotify by a mile. That's interesting. Uh, very. Um, so make sure that you rate us on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening. We would really appreciate it. So in the meantime, let's talk about how to get a good deal. And there are some deals out there, so I thought this would be timely mm -hmm. to talk about in terms of real estate deals. Yeah, to jump onto that conversation we already talked about, that before interest rates drop, mm -hmm. uh, when there is going to be a frenzy, buyers coming out of the woodwork, why not do it now? Because yeah. there is an opportunity now to get a deal that yeah. there might not be in three months. Absolutely, yeah. and I think we've probably beaten this topic to death, yeah. but why not buck the trend? You should be yeah. doing that because if you're following everybody else and you have no ability to think for yourself, yeah, you won't get a good deal. Yeah, yeah. so um, we're going to talk about how to get a good deal now, but um, you know, preliminarily, like that whole conversation about, well, I'm going to wait till prices mm -hmm. their interest rates drop so everybody's thinking that way so mm -hmm. why would you do that because then when they drop everybody is also going to make the same move like I, the herd mentality yeah is psychologically fascinating yeah it is um so and you know just just to belabor it a little bit more we did talk about this a couple weeks ago and i think it's worth mentioning and that is the fact that people who are really successful with their real estate transactions are generally the ones who are <laughs> there goes cat uh, generally the ones who are uh, more risk takers mm -hmm. and not like stupid risks but like risk taking in terms of okay well I can see where the trends are going mm -hmm. and I'm going to do, do the opposite, the opposite mm -hmm. and not follow the herd yeah yeah so um, that's one thing 
I would stress to everybody out there is really, you know, try not to get caught up in all the stuff you're hearing and reading and just do the smart thing. Yeah, so don't follow the herd. That's what you're saying. And the other thing I'm saying is, like, think about it. Like, I don't mean yeah. to be, like, teacherish here, but look at the history of Ontario real estate. Mm -hmm. And it's so clear that price escalation is going to far outpace interest rate mm -hmm. savings. Like, mm -hmm. So people thinking they're waiting off till there's an interest rate reduction are going to end up paying so much more for their property. Yep. Why don't people understand that? I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Uh, fear, I think. Fear drives us. Yeah. In like ways, there is right? no um, historically if we can go by what's happened in the past, you are not going to get a savings by waiting till your interest rates a bit lower. That's right. Because the house prices are going to be higher. Mhm. Mm um, it's a false economy and I don't know how many times to say that until it hits. I know. But so I think it's the herd mentality but also it's simple math and economics like just if you just thought about it yeah it would make sense yeah to more people than it does you're absolutely right uh the other thing i want to say in terms of getting a deal is that i've always said and i believe this i think you do too december is generally the best month of the year to get a good price regardless of market conditions yeah. because you're normally only on the market in december if you have to be yeah most people will choose to wait till the new year yeah or they will you know, have taken it off over the holidays, whatever they do, but they yeah. don't generally have it listed through December. Yeah. So now is a steal of a deal time. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, sellers on the market in December are motivated. They're very motivated. Yeah. So that's what so, you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the number one thing. If you are somebody, I mean, I'll give you an example. I, I've got a couple of clients right now, two in fact, thinking of buying investment properties and putting it off, putting it off. And finally, I just had to say to this one woman, what are you thinking? Like, do it now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what's going to happen in January. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are gonna go take a look at a couple places. I'm hoping that she gets it because mm -hmm. it's. I think it's, it's crazy not to. Mm -hmm. So that's number one, you know, buy now, I would say, in the next two or three weeks. So that's the, that's the number one way to get a good deal. I would say buy. Buy, <laughs> buy in December. There's no deal if you're not buying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, in January, we would expect a lot more to come on the market. Yeah. So it, that's going to have an effect. So yeah, yeah, do it now. And generally what happens, like let's not worry right now about market conditions and interest rates, but generally what happens is that more product comes on the market in January, February, March, April, right? As the months go on, usually trickles off a little bit after that. And people have been waiting to sell because they think the market's going to be better, but then there's more buyers out, which you would think would kind of disperse the activity, but it actually really doesn't. It creates this spring frenzy. It's that that happens every year again. Yeah. So and you um, get lineups outside your open house. Like, yeah. You know, right. Oh, it's like, you know, you know, do you want to be invited to a party that you're invited to? Kind right. Of thing. Like, <laughs> yes. like yeah. yeah, the crowd creates the momentum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that the crowd in this case is, are the buyers. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I think, you know, knowing your timing and having, getting your ducks in a row to be thinking about making smart decisions from a timeline perspective. Yeah. Second thing. 
I would say is, it, you know, also we talked again about timing. So just to kind of go over that, like when others aren't buying is when you probably should be buying. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, we've, we've kind of beaten that up. Yeah. Um, second thing is get yourself ready because you should have your finance in place, your pre-approvals, understand what you're buying, what, you know, where you want to buy, what type of product you want to buy, have all of that ready so that if you do see something you like, you can pull the trigger because you're not going to have a, a lot of opportunity. Right. And I think that's a big problem I see with people is that they want to do something and they're ready, but they haven't gotten themselves ready. Yeah. So they haven't gotten their, you know, financing place yeah. or whatever. So now's a good time to do all that. I would be doing all of that now yeah. fast. And, and that helps you get a good deal because then you'll be ready to pass. That's the thing. You'll then have to, oh, I better look into I my better wait. Yeah. yeah. And if you are putting, it, let's talk about conditions. If you can buy a place without a financing condition, you are getting a better deal, hands down. Mm -hmm. Because the seller will always take something without a financing condition and less money over more money in a financing condition, in my opinion. Yeah. Later, I found that hard. And how do you make yeah. that happen? I have a hard time, just lately, yeah. where um, lenders are saying, you know, you're pre-approved and everything's good, but you have to put in that finance condition. And I would say that. But I'm a bit loath to counter direction someone's getting. But they've the always said that, though. Yeah. But you know, and if you have a good lender, they're going to understand. So what do you say to your buyer when they say that to you? My bank ask told again. me I have to ask again. Yeah. I mean, I think... Listen, if you're pre-approved for a million dollar property and you're buying something for seven fifty, like you know you're not going to have an approval pro and nothing's changed and you've just gotten a pre-approval, mm -hmm. call your lender and say, like, here's the situation. Like mm -hmm. the concern that lenders have is about appraisal. Mm -hmm. But if you have a good realtor that you trust, they're never going to let you overpay mm -hmm. for something. And so appraisal shouldn't really be a concern. And I understand this is risky and like, don't sue me if you know, you waive your financing condition. But if you are doing this right, I'm just telling you, if yeah. you want to get a good deal, you can't have that. Don't have I conditions. Know. Yeah. Cause they're going to take like, if a house is a million dollars and someone's offering them nine fifty with conditions or 875 without conditions I'd be taking the 875 yeah I, I agree completely I just have a hard time countering any either legal or financial advice they've gotten elsewhere to push them to do something against what they've been counseled yeah I mean that's I'm not, not as, our yeah I'm not as yeah 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 we're talking about getting deals yeah so that's yeah. a getting deal yeah so finance condition is probably the hardest for a seller to accept I think even like there are other kinds of conditions like a home inspection. I think that's yeah. easier for it sellers because the seller is confident in their home and they know it's going yeah. to work. Also though, I would still be inclined if there was, if it was not a super busy listing, it'd been on the market a little while, I would be inclined to maybe even do the home inspection before I put the offer in so that I can put in a clean offer to save myself potentially a lot of money. Yeah. So these are things you can think about, right? right? If you're really tight on money, yeah, as most of us are, and you need to save, you know, fifty thousand anywhere you can, that might be one way to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, here's another one. It's kind of obvious, but sometimes we miss that, and that is give the closing date that the seller wants. Mm -hmm. You're likely to get it for a better price if you can match what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. 
Same thing with the deposit amount. Putting a good deposit forward, you're likely to get the home for at least, you know, maybe not a huge discount for that. Yeah, the, um, but they're going to consider all these things. Go, you know what? Listen, this is a great offer. They're giving me a good closing, no conditions. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, the strength of the deposit and also um, the format and how it's delivered mm -hmm. um, gives the seller confidence that the deal's actually going to close. Yeah. So you can sometimes get away with a better offer price. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially Which is though. Exactly what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> They may not have heard us first time. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Which is exactly the, the closing date thing for some sellers. It's yeah. such a big deal. And so if you're trying to negotiate longer, yeah, they're going to charge you for it. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, that seemed, oh, has always seemed like such a um, silly uh, element of an mm -hmm. offer to lose I know. property on. But it can be pretty serious. Yeah, I think it's it's hard from it's usually harder for the seller yeah. if they've bought something else yeah. and they have a firm closing yeah. date over there. Yeah. It's unlikely they're going to want to sell it sooner. Yeah. Know, close it sooner than their closing date because what are they going to do? They put their stuff in storage. Right. Go to Mexico. And the I good guess. thing is about buying now is I think we're seeing more often than not that people are um, selling before they buy. Yeah, so there's flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they might want a longer closing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there, I think there is more flexibility in this current scenario Yeah. than otherwise in the past when we were, you know, everything was just so hot that you were confident in being able to buy before you sold. And so now yeah. there's some more flexibility with closing date, I think, than there has been a long yeah. time. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's important to note. I know that, you know, one of the one of the sales I did recently with clients who wanted a really long closing because they have to sell something on their, their, their purchasing and wanted a really long closing and it was really hard for the seller to wrap their heads around closing so long from now and we had to pay for it. Yeah. I recently had a case where um, there was a, a good uh, amount of time for closing but something, but the buyers thought an issue might come up that had nothing to do with real estate and so in the negotiating process just verbally said if we needed to extend the closing mm. um, would you be open to that mm. and they said they were right the issue came up and they no longer were right but it didn't budge at all interesting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah anyway I don't know what that's relevant Related. Well, I have a good story actually. Yeah. If we're just going to talk stories. Yeah, this is a good one. So I had these clients. Have, I may have told this. So stop. Well, don't stop because yeah, I'm yeah. going to start. Um, so they bought a condo and firmed it up. It was like a really big deal for them to get the financing. They firmed up the condo, and then about two days later, the seller's agent called me and said the sellers had changed their mind. Changed their mind about selling? Yes. Was there any way that we did I play this? No. Oh my god. Was there any way we could back out the deal? Oh. And I said, no. Right. <laughs> and she said, well, we'll compensate. I said, how much? Right. She said, well, I'm not sure. Maybe, how about $5,000? I said, I doubt it, but I'll talk to them. And I called my clients and said, in the meantime, they had gone to their lawyers and the lawyers were trying to sort it out. I was like, oh, like it took you, it was so hard for them to get the financing, your first time buyers. They maxed themselves out. They had to borrow some money from family. 
mm-hmm. I said like what do you want to do and they said no and the sellers then offered more money mm-hmm. Wow and they still said no then the seller said okay well we'll how about extending the closing another month and we'll compensate you for that and my client said and that was five thousand so my client said okay because so that that would make sense because you know they're paying rent and blah 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 and then the seller said forget it we'll just close on the oh. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing ever they were apparently an elderly couple who sold and then panicked yeah. panicked where are they gonna go yeah yeah so um, you, uh, you most commonly hear buyer's remorse. I don't think I've ever had a case of seller's remorse. Me too. That's why I thought I would share yeah. that one. This, this happened a while ago. I can't believe I forgot to tell you that. It was all such a whirlwind. Um, I've had it the other way, by the way, when I've sold. This happened to me a couple times. One time in particular was a friend of mine. I was selling her house and we sold it on uh, in multiples. Took the highest offer. Everything was good. The next day, the uh, buyer's agent called me and said they've changed their mind. Yeah. And, they hadn't brought the deposit yet. And that I said, Too bad. Yeah. And she said, "Well, uh, we haven't brought the deposit." And I said, "We'll sue you." Mm-hmm. And she and they and which we really can't kind of do. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they brought the deposit. Everything, but but and then they turned around and sold it like three months later. Oh, they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was a breakup. So two oh. people bought it. One was selling. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, this stuff happens. It has yeah. nothing to do. So with their our situation changed today. within twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that can happen. Yeah. I mean, but you're stuck. Like once you are, you know, you commit. You're committed. Now, have you ever had? We are really getting off. <laughs> but have you ever had um, where a buyer has died between purchasing and closing? No. Yeah, that would be tragic. Yes. Very sad. First of all. Very sad. But, but that um, would be. Well, did I tell you about the one I closed? My clients, uh, they bought it, and they had like it was like a short close, like a three, three and a half weeks or something. And the oh, agent called yeah. and he said, like, I don't think my, it was his mom's. And yeah. he said, I don't think my mom's going to make it. Yeah. And so we ended up closing it in like four days or something. Yeah. But then she kept living, <laughs> which was great. But kind of funny. It was like yeah. all this kind of crazy. Yeah, you've had a couple of similar experiences. I remember you had uh, someone buy and, um, and then I think almost immediately find out they were very sick. Yes. And not be able to move. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Stuff does life happen. happens even when you're in that time between purchasing the yes, property and moving into it. So, yeah. Yes. That's not at all related to how to get not a deal. Not at all. Not at all. But, but we did start with closing date. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's important about closing date? Yeah. Okay. How else to get a good deal? I had a good one. Actually, this is my coach's, my coach, shout out to Doug, my coach, coach's suggestion. Um, he said... People should be looking at tenant-occupied condos right now if you yeah. want a deal because nobody wants to show tenant-occupied condos and nobody wants to touch them. So generally, it's easier to get a deal because the sellers are more motivated mm-hmm. because they probably want to sell it because of the interest rate situation. Right. And then on top of that, they are likely to, you know, they know how hard it is with the tenant in it. So if you take, you know, two comparable units, one with a tenant, one that's been beautifully staged, painted, and clean, yeah. you know they don't look the same generally. I mean, you get the odd really good looking tenant property, but for the most part, they're not. And so plus you're pretty pretty confidently guaranteed vacant possession. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's a great, I think, way to... Except then you're buying a property that has a tenant. Yes, and you can buy it and ask them to leave vacant possession. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can ask for all that. I think the issue is you look at these places with a tenant in it and you go, I don't, I, I don't live there, that's terrible or yeah. whatever, because some of them are not nice. And I think if you want to get a good deal, start looking at the ones with bad photos or no photos and tenanted because those might be the ones you actually get a good deal on even though they might need a little work. Yeah. Or they might need a little spruce. Darn, I have a listing with a tenant in and the pictures look too good. Well, that's, <laughs> yes, yes. But you don't want them to get a good deal. You want them to be top dollar. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, because, because agents, too, like we don't always want to show those tenanted properties as much as we're, because they're hard to get into and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. this one needs 24 hours notice, forget it. Yeah, I mean, and um, it's tough being a real estate agent. Um, listing a tenanted property mm -hmm. it's it's a lot tougher really are there are obstacles in terms of showing convenience and timing you can't do open houses generally unless like if they don't want you to mm -hmm. um and it never looks as good as it could if it were um occupied by the owners or vacant that's right um so it's it's tough um and you have to be very sensitive to tenants needs mm -hmm. obviously you would mm -hmm. want to be and maintain a really strong relationship because they can really put a, a kibosh on it. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think another thing about that that's worth noting is that, um, yeah, it just keeping your options open when you're looking at property, but being flexible about when you can go. Because if you are looking at tenanted properties, it may only be you know Saturday between two to five or something like that, and that's. That's hard for a buyer, but mm -hmm. again, you're more likely mm -hmm. to get a good price on mm -hmm. something like that because nobody can get in. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I'm showing a, a triplex tomorrow and the showing times are yeah. six to eight, two nights a week. Yeah. Or Saturday from one to four. Yeah, so just think about it. That's you know, that tenant is really restricting the seller's ability to drive traffic to the property. So of course that's gonna have an impact on uh, what it sells for on the price yeah because mm. you want in fact the opposite to be true yeah to uh let your property have as much visibility as possible right right yeah. which is what we would recommend if you are just selling yeah. and you're not not a tenanted property it's always good to either leave or let people in at any time yeah like in a busy market you know we've had showings on places at midnight yeah seven in the morning yeah like crazy it's like whatever go when you want to go yeah you know mm -hmm. and then right. you're more likely to get a better price so right. the opposite is uh in, a, mm -hmm. in play here for sure mm -hmm. um you know and i take that approach now with anything that isn't tenanted i say to sellers like anytime anyone wants to come yeah like none of this 10 to 6 thing no none, none of this, none of this like, market right i gotta put the baby to bed and all yeah. that it's like i get it like we've been there yeah but I, I walk my dog between two and four yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> you do it. That's usually when I have my nap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably not going to work. Yeah. The stuff mm -hmm. we, oh my gosh, we should do. The stuff we've seen. The stuff we've seen and heard and the ridiculousness from both buyers and sellers. Mm hmm Yeah. We did that once. We should do it I was thinking we had, but it this might have been a good Merry Christmas oh, <laughs> celebration <laughs> of the ridiculousness of real estate. Um, okay, I thought of another one. This this is something important, I think, that is overlooked, and that is your 
having number one, an experienced agent who understands how to negotiate a good deal. Mm-hmm. But no, that's obvious. But mm-hmm. the second part, which is not so obvious, is having a nice, kind, agreeable buying agent. Because if they can build some sort of rapport, might be a little glitch there because we had to, <laughs> we had a call coming in. Um, where did we leave off? You're asking me? Oh, God. It was about... Oh, agents. Relationships. Relationships, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I found on the both sides, like buyer and seller side, mm-hmm. let's say buyer side, we're talking about getting deals. Like, if I'm able to kind of build a rapport with the selling agent and get a good kind of, you know, connection going, it usually works in my favor. Yeah, it's only going to benefit your clients. Yeah. For sure. There's none of this, uh, you know play hardball and, uh, you know, just tell them we're going to walk away if they don't. Like, the, that old school style of negotiating, I don't find works anymore. I agree. I don't see much of it. No, I don't see it at I all. I the odd client. Yeah, one of my clients recently was like, and you just tell them, I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Like, you know. What was that movie? Yes, exactly. Glenn yeah. Gary. Glenn Gary. Gross. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly what it was like. It's not like that. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, but like I've, you know, yeah. I, I've dealt with like really terrible agents as you have. Yeah. No, killing them with kindness and relationships and your yes. reputation, yours as well as your brokerages goes a long way to benefiting your clients. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. It's, yeah. it's, I think one of the, and if you think about it, it's intuitive. Things. I mean, if you have somebody you've never heard of, there are 70,000 of us, somebody you've never heard of from a brokerage you've never heard of. Yeah. Versus someone you know and have a good relationship, or if you didn't know them at the beginning, you know the brokerage, or if you didn't know them at the beginning of your negotiations, you've established a rapport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who are you going to choose to work with? Oh my gosh. It makes sense. In multiple offers, Mm -hmm. you know, not that that's about getting a deal, but just in multiple offers, like you're almost always going to try to give it to the person. Mm -hmm. You're you're at least you're hoping to give it to the person Mm -hmm. who's been kind. Mm -hmm. And I will tell my clients like this guy was a jerk mm-hmm. this guy was lovely mm-hmm. you know and, and the reason they need to care yeah they need to care because I think I think they should just know actually mm-hmm. and I think they but you know then again if the jerk brings the best offer the jerk sometimes the yeah mm-hmm. yeah but I have had like back in the day when people would present I it's happened to me I think three times where my clients have chosen a lesser offer because they didn't like the agent mm-hmm I don't think I've ever had it. I've, I've had a lesser offer being accepted for other reasons. Right. Conditions or deposit, strength or closing date, but never because of the agent. But theoretically, I understand it. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. recently, my uh, my friend sold and we had two offers and she took the highest, but I had to convince her not to give it to the one below because of the way the agent presented the client. And told us so much about the client and the buyer and what she was like. And my friend really resonated with that person and wanted to get was getting sucked in by the story. Yeah. So you know, it it can go both ways. It can go both ways, Mm -hmm. and the relationship with the agent matters. I think is the Mm -hmm. important thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any other ways you can think about getting a deal? Um. Nope. Jump in, like jump, just jump in, people. Do it. Yeah. Jump in, give it a go. Be organized. Mm-hmm. Work with the right people. Yeah. Um, look at lesser products. You're right. Yeah. Um, like off the beaten track a bit. Yeah. Um, 
Timing you know, is everything. Is now the time for we agents to go knock on doors looking for houses for sale? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I would, I, not my thing, but <laughs> you know, it might be mm -hmm. for some people, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's a lot of desperation out there. It's yeah. been a bad year for yeah a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people have suffered. Yeah, so we're heading into, you know, Christmas, and uh, it's going to be slow, but um, if you're motivated to buy, mm -hmm. take advantage. Yeah, mm -hmm. we can help you, <laughs> as always. Um, okay, we'll leave it there, and hopefully uh, we get this editing sorted out. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Really appreciate it. And don't forget to follow us on all of our social channels at the Janelle Cameron team, mm -hmm. and... If you have not, once again, I will ask, please rate the podcast. really helps us a lot. Whether you're seeing that actually on a podcast app or listening or seeing it on YouTube, wherever it is, uh, just giving us some sort of rating and thumbs up is awesome. Mm -hmm. Have a great week and mm -hmm. happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com, that's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com, or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.